time for the 360 round. Today we'll discuss cruise line stocks with our panel. Joining us now is Paul Golding, lifestyle and payments analyst at Macquarie Group, and Lee Bull, senior manager of trader education at Charles Schwab. Great to have you both, Paul and Lee. Thanks for being here. Paul, let's start with you. You actually lowered your price target on Carnival this morning. It's up about 2.2% regardless. Tell us why. Uh, yeah, uh, Caroline, great to be with you. Uh, so we're rounding out our, our views on the cruise space after calendar Q2 results. Uh, we think we're at an inflection point from a COVID perspective uh, in the sense that the CDC testing program uh, has come off and uh, the cruise lines have announced uh, a program of their own to wind that uh, protocol down. Uh, and so costs should come off, in our view, as well as uh, increased booking potential from families who uh, were potentially you know, questioning what testing meant for traveling with children that may have been um, you know, below the, the, the vaccine age threshold or, or simply unvaccinated. And so uh, as we look to the COVID protocol frictions coming off, we think we are at an inflection point from that perspective for the sector. However, we also don't see uh, completely uh, smooth sailing ahead necessarily. The cruise lines have, have flagged that uh, the Baltic and Eastern Mediterranean uh, sailings have seen disruptions as a result of the conflict in Ukraine. Uh, and so while things are still a bit mixed, we're looking to the other side of COVID and saying, to what extent is fiscal 23 going to be a baseline year? Okay, so Lee, turning to you, it's a great day for cruise stocks today, actually. It's not just Carnival up 2%. We're looking at Royal Caribbean up 3.5%. We're looking at um, Norwegian up about 2.7%. But overall, it's been a really tough year for these cruise lines, especially compared to, say, the airlines. Why have they been so much slower to rebound post-COVID. Is it a demand issue or something different? I think it's something different. I mean, yes, the COVID restrictions being um, minimized will definitely help demand going forward, and they have had, had slower demand up till this point. But really, I think it's an issue of profitability. I mean, just think about it. After, you know, all three of the big cruise lines said they're not going to make any money this quarter or next quarter. And S&P Global saying they may not make any money until the second quarter of 2023. And one of the reasons is if they don't have profits, uh, Carolyn, how are they going to pay for their debt that they put on? For instance, you know, so Carnival is probably going to, what, they're issuing more stock. But I think the real tell is look at Royal Caribbean, Caroline. I mean, they just rolled over their debt at 11 and a half percent or 11 and three uh, 11 and five eighths for a five-year note that's going to triple their interest expense from the previous year because all the debt they rolled over uh was at much lower rates plus they cannot decrease the total amount of debt because they're not making any money so they're having to roll over existing debt at higher rates so that that's a negative so paul I want to give you a chance to respond to that in terms of profitability our path to profitability because you still have an outperform rating on all three Norwegian Carnival and Royal Caribbean. Yeah, we had Royal uh, deliver a positive EBITDA result in Q2, and the, the cruise lines are now uh, delivering operating cash flow 
Uh, so we are on the other side to some extent of uh, the the cash flow question, but there are still questions that linger, um, which involve the extent to which uh, maybe marginal improvement from having uh, newer fleet uh, in terms of mix from taking on new hardware could benefit uh, margins and, and cash flow in the future. We just need to get to that baseline period in terms of capacity and occupancy to see that, uh, that margin power and that operating leverage come through. It, the, the interest question and the leverage question is something that we highlighted as a risk. Uh, but uh, we have to see how much uh, marginal operating leverage power is in these businesses in this new form that they're taking post-COVID. Lee, in terms of headwinds, how much of an impact should oil prices have on these cruise lines? We're seeing oil jump higher today and cruise lines are higher regardless, but how should investors be thinking about uh, oil prices when considering investing in cruise lines? Well, sure. I mean, it is it is fuel issues, but you'd have to look at, I believe that Carnival has hedged 50% of their fuel costs. It's really hard to tell. You'd have to really dig in there, and I haven't done that. But, you know, they have hedged a lot of their fuel costs. So, in general, the portion that is not hedged, obviously, if we stabilize here around what, $100 a barrel, a little bit less. Yeah, that is a higher input cost, certainly than they had, uh, you know, back in 2019, right? So it would be a it would be a tailwind. I mean, excuse me, a headwind. Yes, a headwind for sure. So, Paul, you, you mentioned that it, it could be an inflection point for Carnival, not necessarily a smooth sailing ahead. But in terms of this space, what's your top pick for for cruise lines? Sure. Well, the first thing I'd, I'd highlight is that we think it's an inflection point for the sector, not just for Carnival necessarily. Um, also, uh, Royal Caribbean uh, historically has been the most hedged for this year and next in terms of fuel, Norwegian uh, next. And then historically, Carnival has not hedged, which in fact versus estimates could be a tailwind given that we've seen some uh, pressure come off in terms of uh, bunker pricing from their result at the end of June. Uh, but in terms of top pick for the space, we like RCL. Uh, we think RCL's uh, profitability profile uh, could be um, the, the quickest to ramp to a baseline. Uh, and so uh, just in terms of, of looking at relative valuation there, we also see the most upside. And Lee, just quickly, how are you uh, thinking about a recession when you think about cruise lines? Well, I would say that would be a negative. Also, it's really unclear, though, whether we're really going to be in a recession or not. I mean, with the employment data still relatively robust, you know, if we see the unemployment claims start going to 300,000 or more, you know, each week, that would be even more of a, of a headwind. So uh, I don't think it's a headwind quite yet, but it could be. And we know there's a lot of pent-up demand for travel and people who cruise, not me, but people who do love cruises. But Lee Bull, right. Charles Schwab, Paul Golding, Macquarie Group, thank you both so much for your insights. Really appreciate it.